Welcome to Behind the Illness with Allie V. Let's get started. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Illness. It has been a while since I've talked to you guys and I am sorry for that. Basically, busyness, had to deal with some mental health days, all that kind of stuff, but I'm back and I'm going to do a lot better about being more organized and put more episodes out there. I know a few of you have been asking about where's episode two, so I'm going to do better, I promise. Just thank you for hanging in there and let's do this. You know, I really want to start this journey of, of having a podcast, so episode one was a big deal for me. I was really nervous and I I've had a couple people tell me you could hear it in my voice too and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you could hear it in my voice now but I'm gonna get better and thank you for just you know sticking with me and you know giving me more ideas being patient all that good stuff because you know we're gonna do this I'm gonna have this podcast we're gonna bring on guests and we are gonna do our part to break the stigma surrounding mental illness So basically, what I want to talk about in this episode is just, you know, obviously like a title implies just getting behind the illness, and I think the way to start it would be to really talk about mine, Um, maybe until I bring some more guests on here, because I've got some guests that, you know, we have different, you know, mental illnesses, and, um, you know, it'll be really cool to see what it's like to live you know, in their lives. So I want to talk about what it's like in mine. Um, so I should tell you, um, in I think 2014, yeah, 2014, um, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and social anxiety. And, um, I, I I had no idea what social anxiety even was I had never even heard of it really um but when I when I went and you know kind of researched it a little bit after I was diagnosed it just described me perfectly because when I was little I I have like a mental block from before I was five years old so from five years old on now I'm 29 now um I've just I I don't like being in public. I it gives me panic attacks. I can't stand it. I love people, but I also feel like I'm scared of them in a way. And um when I was little, I I wouldn't speak. Um I didn't talk to my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my grandparents, school teachers, classmates. Um, doctors, anybody. Only place I talked was at home. And it was weird because say if, and this actually happened one time, but my uncle walked into our house. He was there visiting and I didn't know he was there. So I was just talking in the living room. He was in the kitchen. I walk in the kitchen and I see him and I just, I clammed up immediately. And it's not like I did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose at all because I wanted to talk. I wanted to be normal, but I just couldn't, 
you know, and, uh, it was difficult. It was, it was terrifying. And also because of that, I was, I was pretty badly bullied at school. Um, I'd say even at church, anywhere, any, any other place other than my little safe place at home, I was bullied because of it, because I wouldn't talk. And classmates in school would, um, you know, blame me for things, which I wouldn't do anyway because I was a good kid. It was just that I was extremely shy. Um, but they would, you know, blame me for things here and there uh, because I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak up for myself. And um, there was one time that a teacher, when I was in seventh grade, because I didn't, I started talking in school when I was in eighth grade so I was 14 years old and in seventh grade um, a teacher called on me she she hmm, I don't know how to describe this without just straight up I don't she okay I'll say this she was not my favorite <laughs> um, it seemed like she didn't like me at all because I would get so anxious in her class that I wanted to go home um, and I would and I would just pretend like I was sick or it was that I was sick because if you don't know anxiety can give you you know stomach problems so and I had a lot of those when I was a kid too and um, but I went to her class one day and she called on me and she knew that I wasn't gonna say anything and I it's still really stinks that this happened but she called on me and I started crying and she just said okay go to the principal's office like like I was in trouble it wasn't like a like a sympathy type of situation she was just tired of it I guess and so I went to the principal's office um and I saw the assistant principal she sent me to the nurse no, she sent me to the guidance counselor. Guidance counselor sent me to the nurse. So I essentially was seeing a counselor and what they considered to be speech therapy. And neither of them worked because I was terrified. And I was terrified to even be in that situation. And it was because of that teacher. And, um, and no, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> um, but I was just, I was terrified. And then in eighth grade, I actually had a teacher. We um, had to write a report and then I, I don't remember what it was about. I don't remember. Um, but we had to write a report and then we had to, to present it in front of the class. And I'm like, okay, this is my worst nightmare. It is my absolute worst nightmare. Like it's never going to end. It's not going to get easier. It's just going to keep going and I'm just going to fail in life. That was my, that was my you know, way of thinking at that time. And, um, but she took me, she took me out of the room one day and she said, just look at me, St you know, stand up in front of the class. Just look at me and take your time. It doesn't matter if you stumble through it. It doesn't even matter if the class can't hear you as long as I hear you and you just get through it and I'm going to be patient and we're going to get through it together. 
And I remember, you know, I was like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this in my head. I can't do this. I can't do this. But she, she walked me in there. She said, go ahead and sit down and you can be last. And, um, and then she called me up there and I, I, man, I, I, I remember I, I took a little, a little while going up there cause I was so nervous, but I got up there and there, she had a podium up in the front and she turned, she, she made me turn her way cause she was at her desk and she said, just look at me, forget the class. And if you have to stumble through it, you stumble through it. doesn't matter. Let's get through it. So, um, I did, I did. And I remember I got through it and it was terrifying. And I remember looking at the class one time and I don't, I don't even remember if anybody was even interested, but it was like in that moment, I didn't care because I was actually doing this and this was huge. And I got through it and I got a hundred on it. <laughs> and it's like, maybe maybe like a day or two after that I felt like I could talk like I felt like it was like I don't even know like a whole weight was lifted off my shoulders and I started talking and then I was talking in every class even and uh and I'll never forget that teacher um because she helped me and I don't know if she even realized how much she helped me but she did because she actually showed that she cared and you know that's that's a big reason why I don't it's not that I don't trust teachers but it's like so many of them like failed me or treated me like an experiment and then there's just just a few of them that treated me like I was a human being that just needed some help you know and um so, you know, I got through it and that's really when I started talking. I started talking at church, started talking to aunts and uncles, probably not long after that. I really don't know. Um, and now, um, I still have social anxiety, of course, but, um, and it, it really keeps me from, you know, being able to keep a real job as does the depression and, um, so it's difficult so i have a list of questions that i got from a website um that you can ask like your loved one or your friend um to to better understand their illness i actually have them written down i'm gonna answer them about my illness which is depression and anxiety um those are my officially diagnosed um illnesses so um the first one i really I really already explained, but the first question is, can you help me understand what it's like living with your condition? And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people know what it's like to live with depression. Um, some days it's hard to get out of bed. Some days it's hard to even shower, brush teeth, brush my teeth, get dressed, even take the dogs for a walk. You know, some days it's really hard to do any of that. And especially here lately, um, in my area, it's been raining a lot and, um, and not even just the rain, but just because it's so gloomy outside that affects our, our feelings and our emotions and depression. 
when it's sunny or outside obviously most of the time that we most of the time we feel better and that's how I am too so you know I live for sunny days because I know that there there's still a chance I can be depressed obviously but there's a little bit less of a chance because it's not gloomy outside but um anyway <laughs> I, I ramble um but you know I gotta take medicine every day and I hate it it's not that I'm ashamed to take medicine it's just something that I have to remember to do if that makes sense and some days I forget and I'll forget it altogether or I'll take it late and then it's it's that's really all it is for me is just like remembering my medicine and I've been taking medicine for five years now well almost six years now so you'd think I wouldn't forget but I do and um you know being one of those people that has such severe depression that they can't hold a job um that's a little I don't know debilitating because I feel like and I shouldn't compare myself to others but I feel like the people that I grew up with like in school and stuff they all have jobs and they're got kids family all that stuff and um, I'm not one of those people but it doesn't bother me as much as it used to because now I'm just like you know what I'm going on my own at my own pace and and I don't I don't want kids anyway so it's like you know that doesn't bother me of course so it's depression is hard to live with and there's more to it and you know if if you want to talk about your depression man leave some comments um you can do a, a guest blog for me on my website even I'd, I'd love to i'd love to do that and you can tell your story or you don't even have to go in depth with your story um, or you can just talk about you know really just daily living with depression I think that would be a good little prompt um, so yeah do that contact me and you can be a guest blog on my website living with social anxiety is a little different um, because everywhere I go right down the road from my house is a little dollar store and I go there a lot um, just for you know little snacks here and there and um, I can't even go by myself I have to have like a niece or my mom or my sister somebody to go with me same with like Walmart I cannot go by myself lately I've been using the grocery pickup and that's been a godsend um, but when I actually go in the store I absolutely have to have somebody come with me. I just, I think I've been to Walmart by myself maybe once a long time ago. And I don't, I don't, I still to this day don't know how I did it. Um, but I, th I think it was just once. Um, I've been to the dollar store a couple times by myself. When my mom was sick, I went to go get her some stuff to help her feel better. And, um, I therapy, I, I go to therapy all the time by myself, but I know my therapist. So it's, it's weird. It's like, I can't do anything by myself, but I feel like I, I want to, and I need to, because I'm a grown adult. I need to be able to do stuff by myself, but it's like, I can't, 
and I don't really know how to ever explain it. And I, I don't think that my family is, is tired of me, but sometimes they don't feel like going, you know, they don't feel like going to the store. So I have to just put it off because I can't go by myself. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to live with knowing that sometimes I I feel like I'm a burden, you know, but at this point in my life and understanding a little bit more, I'm working, I'm working in therapy towards, you know, trying to kind of go places by myself here and there. I can, it just depends on what the, what the, you know, place is that I'm going, but man, like Walmart, like any store, I can't go by myself. There are a few more questions, um, from this website and I will post them on my Facebook page just so you know, but I'm going to skip down to the last one and it says, how has living with this condition shaped who you are today? And I can answer that in a positive way. Um, we, 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 as in, you know, myself and my parents, we have a better understanding of what really the problem was when I was a kid, because it was social anxiety and knowing that I was having suicidal thoughts at six years old, I thought that was normal. So growing up with all of that, um, it has shaped me into a well, let me say this. Before I started getting help, I was a mess. And I was working this job where some days it was fine. Other days I wanted to come home and cry. And I did. And yeah, that's normal. But it's like I was also getting bullied at that job. Um, and then I actually got fired from that job. For other reasons. Um, and it, you know. I went from other jobs after that. And then I realized I can't do this. Like I'm. It's like I'm maybe not meant to work. Or maybe not that. But that I just can't. I, I can't. So. Um, you know really it. After I started getting help. And I started. Figuring out. Who I'm supposed to be. And what my purpose is. It's shaped me into, one, I think a better person because, you know, years ago in school, yeah, I was getting bullied, but I feel like sometimes I was a bully too. And that really hurts my heart. Um, It wasn't, I can't say it was on that same level that I was getting bullied, but I was just mean and I was really stupid. I was really ignorant to a lot of things and now I'm open-minded I pay attention to how other people feel or how they might feel so it shaped me in a better way because of that it's helped me find my purpose in the world and that is to be an advocate for mental health it has shaped me into a person that wants to be somebody and wants to do better for myself and it's shaped me into a person that has 
of more hope. I, I guess I can put it like that. I have more hope. You know, I'm, I'm in college. I'm going to graduate in November, which is, that blows my mind just by itself. And that's helped me become this person that it's like, you know, I want to find out more information so that I can share it with others. And I can be a, I guess, a, a, a better influence, I guess. And, um, you know, just be the kind of person that I was meant to be. And that's supposed to be an advocate for mental health. And it's supposed to be a friend to others and support others. And just want to see people happy. And whatever else. You know, so despite all of the bad stuff that comes with depression and anxiety, honestly, and I know, and I say this knowing that I am difficult sometimes, um, you know, with certain requests from my family or whatever, because I also have OCD. So that's a little difficult too. So knowing that I'm difficult sometimes, it has still shaped me into a better person and a hopeful person and a hard worker and focused and I I I know that I can't be perfect but I strive for that perfection and some days are harder than others of course but I'm going to wake up the next day and know that okay what kind of adventure is life going to hand me today? And let's see how we can handle it. Let's see how we can tackle this. Because I don't, I don't really see things as challenges anymore. I see them as obstacles. So. And honestly, that has to be something that I've had to get used to. Is just changing that mindset from, okay, everything is not against me. So I'm just going to take it. One day at a time, even one hour at a time. I still have a lot of problems with it. I talk to my therapist about it pretty much weekly. That really I feel like I don't get the respect that I deserve. And everybody's against me. And I can't, I'm like I sometimes, you know, that, that old mindset comes in and it feels like, yeah, you're the victim. You're the victim. And you don't have to be the victim. You can... Just, man, just, I can't say just face it because it's not that easy, but just, you know, work hard, keep your eyes on what you have to keep your eyes on and don't, don't pay attention to other people, you know? And that's, that's basically what my therapist says too. It's like, don't pay attention to how they think about what you're doing, how they feel, what they say, all that stuff. Because what they say, what they do, how they act, has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with them. So, I'm working on that. But, um, that is basically how it's like living with depression and social anxiety. So, but if you have any more questions, of course, you can just email me. Or, you know, ask me on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. And I'll be happy to answer because I 
social anxiety is not really a, um, you know, an illness that a lot of people really know about and they might know about it a little bit more now, but they don't really understand it. And especially somebody, you know, like an extrovert, they're not going to understand it at all. So, you know, I'm always happy to answer questions just to give you a little more insight <clears throat> to what it's like living with it. Because honestly, it's not fun. Um, and it's, it is, it's difficult to live with. It is. But I want to thank you for listening episode two it was just something that just kept you know kind of tapping me on the shoulder like hey you need to record episode two you need to record episode two so like I said I promise I'm gonna do better episode three is gonna be coming really soon and we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep the train rolling so thank you again for listening and if you have any questions any comments of course just leave it in the comments of wherever you're listening to this or you can go on my facebook page it's facebook.com slash written by v you can go to my twitter account and talk to me there that's at written by v um you can go to my website written by v.com <laughs> and uh leave me some comments there whatever you feel comfortable with leave me some comments leave me some questions and uh we're gonna keep this train rolling and if you want before I forget, yeah, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, um, email me or leave me a comment um, in the contact on my website and I'll be happy to work with you on that. And if you want to be a guest writer for my blog, uh, like I said, email me and I'll be happy to contact you about that as well. And let's keep it going, guys. Uh, share. Keep sharing. Keep liking. Keep sharing keep commenting because we're we're slowly but surely breaking that stigma and uh you know it's important because there's there's the stigma surrounding mental illness is still just as horrible as it has ever been uh because you know more people are understanding it but a lot of people still aren't because they just don't want to so let's keep it going but thank you for tuning in and i'll talk to you next time